Welcome to Duct Tape and Paperclips. I'm Nathan Hartswick. And I'm Annie Russell. This is the show where we rewatch, review, and ridicule every episode of MacGyver for the first time since our childhoods. That's right. And we are breaking down season two, episode 22. This is the season finale of season two. And the title is For Love or Money. Good title. We're going to find out how it holds up. But first, let's catch up a little. Hey, what's going on with you? What's uh, happening? What's, what's going on with me? I have started my new job, which is really exciting. Oh, awesome. Um, that's now been happening for a couple of weeks. I was nervous to, you know, be working East Coast hours while on the West Coast. So I'm doing like a seven to three mm. my time. Uh, turns out I fucking love it. Um, huh, and really? it's the best. Um, and it's going to end at the end of July when I move. But mm. um, I'm very happy to be having time free in the yes. afternoon. There is something uh, to be said for that being done at three in the afternoon thing, for sure. It is so good. I am like coming around to this idea of like waking up early is better. Um, <laughs> I have always been a person that's been like, I am the most productive and creative between like, you know, 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. Um, yeah. But that has that is changing for me. I'm like skewing cool. earlier and earlier, <laughs> yeah. which is I, I think it's an interesting experiment to like change your schedule up and see what happens. And, you know, maybe sometimes that makes people. Yeah. More productive. And I wouldn't have done that if I hadn't been forced to because I need to collaborate with people on the East Coast. But it's like very nice. So yeah, it's been really nice and the jobs were really fun. The one thing that has was really interesting, my end of my first week, there was sort of like a team Jeopardy game with the entire team, which hmm. is basically trivia about all of my coworkers. Oh no. And let me tell you, that's awkward when yeah. you've met people for <laughs> four days and wow. All of it, you're basically going on first impression and maybe offensive reads on people right, because right. I have to decide like, oh, who is, you know, a big klutz? Who is this? Yeah, who? Right. And I'm just like, this is not, um, <laughs> this is not good. I like, I picture in my mind, like they built this entire thing as a hazing ritual just for you. <laughs> You know? <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's not something I recommend trying to do as a, a new coworker, especially because sure. when you're like meeting coworkers, you're, you know, you're trying to keep it pretty professional um, yes. before yeah. they like really get to know you. Um, and so, <laughs> oh man, that, yeah. that was, that was rough. Um, That's rough. That reminds me of a, a story and I will tell it because I don't have anything for my life to share. There's nothing going on. <laughs> um, I'm doing the same old shit. Um, but uh, it reminds me of when we were producing a comedy show at a, it was a small Christmas party for a local car dealership mm -hmm. and it was in a little restaurant and they had like rented out this restaurant for these like 40 people to have their Christmas party. And it was a hard drinking mm -hmm. group. And this we were doing a little stand-up show for them and there was no stage. It was just like guy with a microphone, take two steps front row of the audience, yeah. you know? And I remember that the comedian was on stage and this woman just got so obliterated that she, and she was sitting in the front row that she decided she would stand up and join the comedian like several times during the set. She just kept <laughs> getting up and trying to wrestle the mic away from him and trying to have conversations with him. And he was very good natured and put her back in her place and made fun of her gently. And it was a whole thing. But um, she was 
very much embarrassing herself. Like I felt embarrassed for her. I was like, this woman is but making she didn't a feel fool the, of herself. She yeah. didn't have the cognizance to know. No, she, she was should have been embarrassed. Trashed, yeah. Right. <laughs> and uh, I only found out after the fact, like after the show was over and there was some mingling involved and I started talking to some of the other, other employees that that woman had only started like four days before at the company. <laughs> Wow. So this was the first impression and like a lot of them had of her. I was just thinking like, what a we what an awkward Monday morning that is when you have to walk in after. Ooh, yeah, that's not how you want to <laughs> make it a off. First Maybe if you're sort of your last day, you can do that. But right, right, right. Yeah. Um, that's oh, about it. I feel like I want to transition to our guests. But I also feel like since this is our last episode of season two, that we should at least address uh, like what may or may not be coming down the pike in terms of uh, duct tape and paperclips. Uh, the truth is, we don't really know, right? <laughs> we don't know. We're still. We're gonna have to take a break for the su- for a part of the summer, at least. I think because you're yes. moving, and I'm rebuilding the club and reopening the club. So we both have a, a pretty busy summer here. We'll put the Patreon on pause, so we're not charging people for it. Um, mm-hmm. And we're still trying to figure out if we're gonna dive straight into season three of MacGyver or whether we're gonna pivot this podcast to something a little more uh, a little more broad. But yes, I think we are still figuring it out. We will be back in some form. I think we can say that. And we're just hearing feedback from people and we're trying to listen to that. And, and, you know, part of it is like, you know, some people are following along with all the episodes with us, which we really appreciate. And we love that you do that. Um, and others have said like, I don't have time to watch, um, MacGyver every week week, and I like the conversation and I like the guests and I like the other elements of the podcast. So we're trying to just, you know, figure out what, um, the best way forward is. Yeah. And hell, if you're listening to this and you have opinions on this matter, we would love to hear from you. Drop us a line at the MacGyver pod at gmail.com and let us know what you think. I will say we're pretty sure we're going to put at least one more episode out this season that yes. tackles all of the numbers because uh, mm-hmm. we got to talk about the ratings and rankings of this season. Um, so you'll get one more for sure before we go on our little summer break. Yes. And I am very much looking forward to that conversation. <laughs> Me too. Uh, all right. We have two fantastic guests for our season finale here. Let's bring them in. Uh, they are a married couple. They also have to be a comedy duo. And if you like our podcast, you're going to need to check out theirs. It's called The Generation Gap. And they talk about formative pop culture stuff on either side of their 12-year age difference. Super funny, delightful. Please welcome Rachel Rosenthal and Sam DeRose. Hello, guys. Hello. Oh, that was musical and synchronized. Hello. 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 We it. will respond in unison and yes. in harmony for all of these questions. <laughs> yes. uh, hi. Well, it's lovely to see you. Um, it's so uh, good to see you. It's yeah. been quite a while. We've shared a couple of festival stages together and stuff. Um, how are y'all doing? You moved during the pandemic, am I right? That's right. We moved yeah. to Portland, Oregon. I'm nice. from here originally, but this okay. is Rachel's first time living on the West Coast. That is true. That is true. We moved from New York and um I yeah, I've yet to venture out of our apartment yet. So TBD <laughs> on uh right. what Portland is like. That's kind of what Annie did, isn't it, Annie? Kind of. Yeah. yeah I went, yeah. Yeah, made it to the West Coast also for my first time living on the West Coast. And it's just been hiking for me. There's been no uh, real engagement with uh, the outside world since I've been here. But you got to admit, it's pretty. It's a pretty hike. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how are you finding it in terms of uh, like being such a East Coast kid, Rachel? Is it... 
Um, I mean, it really is beautiful. Like I gotta mm. say, cause you know, we have a dog, a greyhound and mm. just like walking her every day, I literally do stop to smell the roses multiple times. <laughs> and I don't, I'm not just saying that. And, yeah. and you know, we lived in Brooklyn in like kind of an industrial neighborhood. So instead of ne- like, we used to be like, Oh, don't step on that glass. And now mm-hmm. it's like, watch out for that fresh rosemary, you know? So <laughs> That's been like really, really nice. We love our neighborhood. Um, obviously, we haven't really gotten ingrained in the community here yet because of quarantine. So uh, we have friends here and we're starting to <laughs> slowly come out of our shells. Um, so it's exciting. Yeah, I will say there's one thing I've noticed. My East Coast wife struggle with the West Coast vibe over here. And that's the kind of like driving etiquette in Portland mm. is like go slow and like wave other people forward yes. at, at the expense of everyone. Yeah. Right. And I like, you know, I'm a Boston, New York yeah, person, right. right? Like I'm a former Boston, uh, New Yorker. And like there are these signs. F- people drive so slowly here. They drive all, first off, the speed limit's like 30 or 25 like max and then everyone drives less than that and there are these i find condescending signs <laughs> everywhere that say 20 is plenty it's plenty wow. oh god gross <laughs> there's oh, you have this to be like, cute about it too yeah, yeah. 20 is plenty <laughs> honey and, 20's plenty and so <laughs> sam and i are just constantly like oh with the driving but <laughs> i'll like already brainstorming like all of the other signs like 30 is dirty <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah 50 totally, is nifty absolutely. you know um, well, that's that's gross. I mean, I can relate. Uh, uh, I, it's not quite as uh, cutesy here, but in Burlington, Vermont, w- there's a lot of uh, joking about the four-way stops, and everyone's just sitting at the four-way stop, waving each other on, like you know. Totally. It's very it's very polite here. Yes. Uh, not like Massachusetts, where you just fucking gun it, you know. You just fucking gun that shit. <laughs> well, we like to ask about people's like kind of. Uh, you know, I mean, you have a whole po- uh, a whole podcast about pop culture and stuff. Um, but what, were, what what was your kind of jam, both of you, when you were growing up? That's a tough one, Nathan. I think <laughs> I'd answer that I was pretty into SpongeBob SquarePants oh, growing okay. up, and yep. then I all I like all those like old NBC sitcoms. You know, your mm-hmm. your your friends, your Seinfeld. All yeah. of those mm-hmm. I was pretty into. But then again, I am quite younger than Rachel. So. Yeah, well, yeah. I guess it depends on when in your childhood. Like, how right. old were you when you watched MacGyver? Like, eight or nine or ten. Probably yeah. from eight, eight through twelve, you know? That yeah. was 25 for you, yeah. Yeah, so I um, I had an older brother, so I watched a lot of what he watched. So mm. th- I think that's the reason I watched MacGyver um, oh. and like Knight Rider. And right. um, I'm trying to think of like what all those shows were. Um, what's the yeah. one, What was the one? Oh, the A-Team. You know, mm-hmm. all those like my brother mm-hmm. watched. Yeah. But I really loved, you know, I'm like a musical theater kid. And I w- loved like Kids Incorporated. Do you guys know oh, what Kids great Incorporated one. Is? I love Kids Incorporated. Oh. Yes. I used to like do... Do those dances in my living room. Um, obviously. Yes. <laughs> yes. You gotta. What was so it? Anything uh, was like it a PBS that? show or something else? What was it? I oh think it my was God. Nickelodeon, MTV. Disney. Disney. I okay. want to say it was maybe Disney Channel. Yeah, I think so. Bunch of kids put on a show in what looked like an abandoned diner. Like, I don't <laughs> exactly know. It was, It was. we're definitely going to actually do it as a topic on our podcast at some mm. point because Sam's never seen it. But yeah, it was like about these kids and their job was to be performers at this, mm-hmm. yeah, like diner, restaurant, bar or huh. something. And so they like, 
I don't know if they lived upstairs, but then they'd come <laughs> down and do shows. And I was like, yes, that's yeah. the job I want. Right. I want that 100%. job. <laughs> you got to imagine the child labor laws are pretty insane for something called Kids Incorporated. Kids <laughs> <laughs> Incorporated. It was so bizarre. And like, oh. I don't, and maybe correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I don't think we had any big names. Like this was mm. not like a Mickey right. Mouse club where like right. certain people went on to become superstars. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right there. Oh, is there somebody? Yeah, I think I think there were a few that went on to be famous. And I think one of them is Fergie. Fergie was not on the room. Incorporated. I'm gonna I'm gonna gonna have to look this up. We're gonna have to Google it. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, I think it's really funny, Rachel, that you say that that's the job I want, because it's like you can't be what you can't see. Right. Right. And <laughs> I like that the Disney Channel. I think that was a Kids Incorporated song. Yeah. <laughs> I like the idea that you're just watching it going like, you can live above a diner and have a job working downstairs singing songs with other I kids. I swear to God, it was a diner. It looked like a diner. Okay, it was a music called called the P Asterix Lace. Was it P Lace Palace? Like no one. That's already a confusion. That's the venue. Name. It was oh. the um, place. Yeah, yeah it was place, really okay. called the palace, but the A and the sign burned out. That's what it says. So uh, okay, so we have Stacy Ferguson, aka Fergie, okay. was Thank on you. here. Nice. All right, um, bye. That was my time on the podcast. <laughs> no. Oh, and also this is what I do remember. So they also featured Jennifer Love Hewitt, but yes. at that time she was only going by Love Hewitt, um, really? which was a hot minute of her career. Wow. Mm. But yeah, that's a great show. Um, <laughs> it was absolutely like if you were into performing, that was um, like kind of a dream scenario. Yeah, totally. As was um, the Mickey Mouse Club, which I also watched, which yeah. did mm-hmm. have like all the, you know, Britney Spears mm-hmm. and all those kids. Yeah. Yeah. Carrie Amazing. Russell is my underground <gasps> fave on that show. Wow, she's um, awesome. she's really good. That. Yeah. Classic. Well, that's amazing. Uh, I'm go- I'm guessing that my next question, I already know the answer to. I'm ge- I'm going to guess. You've already said that you watched uh, MacGyver as a kid, uh, Rachel. But Sam, uh, I'm going to guess your experience was more limited and maybe <laughs> limited to MacGruber. Am I right? A hundred percent. I was I was coming in hot. I was like. I know so much about MacGruber, <laughs> and I had not seen one episode of MacGyver until this week. Okay. So yeah. Annie and I were the reverse of that. Yeah. We, I Annie was, and I watched an entire season of MacGyver and then did a Patreon episode where because we had neither one of us had ever seen the movie MacGruber. So. I've, still, I've still never seen it, and I think yeah. that's okay. It's all right. It's, 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 it's right. good. Fine. It's, I mean, go ahead, Sam. Tell us how great it is. <laughs> I, I know you want to. I love MacGruber, yeah. <laughs> but I haven't seen it in a while. But yeah, I, yeah. I remember it was uh, the day MacGruber came out in theaters. I was like, really, uh, when I was going to high school at that time, or I had just graduated high school. Super into that SNL cast, that Will mm-hmm. Forte, Jason Sudeikis, Kristen Wiig mm. uh, era of SNL. And so I was super excited that there was going to be a McGruber movie because I was like, that's a 30 second sketch. Right. <laughs> How are they going to make this into a 90 minute movie? Right. right. Funny you uh, should and- ask. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much uh, most uh, SNL, SNL movies. Movie. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And it was the day before the biggest, it was my second year audition of acting school. It was the biggest audition of my life, but I still went to the midnight showing of McGruber. 
Yeah. Really? The night before? The night before, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is commitment. I saw MacGruber multiple times in the theaters, having never seen MacGyver. And that's the thing. You don't need to see MacGyver to no, appreciate it. No, they're pretty you different. absolutely don't. And I actually, this might be the first person I've heard about to see it in theaters multiple yeah. times. Like yeah. most people are like, oh yeah, that was like something in like my college dorm somebody had on DVD. Mm-hmm. And so like that's, if you hit that at the right age, like that right. could be a movie that you see. But you were dedicated enough to like seek this out in theaters. I was, yeah. It was good. I remember it being okay. But I don't know. You guys watched it more recently. We had a decent <laughs> time with it. We were okay. we uh, We were like... This barely pays homage to MacGyver. Like barely. Yeah, it it's very, such a different tone. Loosely, it's such an it's its own thing, you know? Yeah. Um, based. Yeah. Um it was fun. I think it's the kind of thing where if I had seen it at the right age, it might have formed my entire sense of humor, you know, like some <laughs> some movies that you see that are just kind of random and you're like, oh, this is my personality now. Okay. Um, yeah. but I I just never it I never saw it at the right time, I feel like. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to hear what both of you have. Uh, you've never seen MacGyver, am I right, no, Sam, before no. this? So I do want to just get a quick like first impression like how did you feel after you watched MacGyver for the first time? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not I wasn't born under a rock. I knew what MacGyver was. Of course. I've used his name as a verb many mm-hmm. times. Sure. You gotta. Uh, so I, I but I was surprised by how, I didn't realize he never used a gun or at least mm. in this episode. Mm. He, he seems to have like a Batman dogmatic like. Yes. I only it's use like inventions yeah. to solve the problems, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um and so that was really fun. I liked that and I the hair was probably the first thing that stuck <laughs> yeah. out to me. Yeah. yeah. Yes. There was a moment where like like we we were like how much time do we have to watch this movie fitting it in before or this show before something else. And Sam was like, oh, it's an hour? Like, I don't know. Or it was 45 minutes or something. And then in the middle of the show, Sam's like, check to see how long we've been watching. And he's like, this is flying. This is great. (laughs) Yeah, we are moving. (laughs) Like, he was loving it. He was loving it. I did, yeah. Well, I will say this one moved a little quicker than most. (laughs) Yeah, you would not say that about certain MacGyver episodes. (laughs) I certainly haven't. Um, But yeah, that's interesting. Uh, well, I would love to uh, uh, remind our listeners exactly what happened in this episode. We usually do a little summary. Annie, do you want to give us a summary of For Love or Money? I want nothing more than that. Okay. <laughs> Great. This is what happened. After refusing to team up with Diana, a mercenary who previously double-crossed him, MacGyver is finally convinced to do so in order to rescue Anton, a human rights advocate being held in Czechoslovakia. After MacGyver and Diana break him out, they learn that his wife, Yara is also being held. They rescue her too and smuggle the couple back to America. The communists track him down and kidnap his wife during a showdown at none other than the LA Zoo. Uh, His wife is revealed to be a double agent when she tries to kill her husband. MacGyver and Diana capture the bad guys, save the day, and make a substantial donation to Anton's humanitarian organization. And that is our episode. (laughs) That was beautiful. How do you do that all in one take like that? That humanitarian organization, again, is called Humanity. Humanity. (laughs) Just Humanity, yep. Yeah, just, uh, I mean, easy to really hit it on the head as hard as humanly fucking possible. Yeah. I feel like that actually goes so well with kind of everything they do, like 
yes. with exposition and stuff on this Subtlety show. Subtlety is not a thing yes. in this, no. uh, in, no, in this no, era. No. Um, well, usually we start by kind of talking about the low-hanging fruit of the episode, whatever we feel we absolutely have to talk about first. And we usually start with our guests. So uh, we, we already asked you your first kind of feelings, but is there anything that happened in this episode that you feel like we should just like, <laughs> we got to knock out and talk about right away? I think one of the guile of MacGyver, you know, putting on a doctor's robe, you know, they sneak into the <laughs> hospital, right? Yeah. And the fact that no one in Czechoslovakia goes like, what's up with the guy with the mullet that we've right. never seen before? <laughs> right. You know? Right. Or you could make the case they've all seen before because he's already been in this particular psychiatric hospital <laughs> a year ago. Like they That's established right. that. And we've oh, seen that episode before and somehow oh, yeah. nobody recognizes him. <laughs> and that scene, like... So I don't, what we said when, so he comes into the hospital, he first like is pushes food around. He finds <laughs> immediately this laboratory, which to me is like the room of requirement in Harry Potter, <laughs> where it has yeah. literally everything he could possibly need at sure. his fingertips, a disguise, two things to make two bombs. Yeah. Everything is like perfectly labeled. And then he's on his way. <laughs> and I'm yes. like, except duct tape, which he has folded in his pocket. Yeah. A right. roll of, yeah. <laughs> And I mean, I don't know if it's too early to talk about this, but it kind of like leads me to kind of the premise of the entire show, the entire series, mm. which like, you know, I've seen this as a kid. I understand it, but but I have to say it out loud, which is like <laughs> he's a detective or a, something like that <laughs> who goes in places with nothing. Like yeah, they don't give him, yeah. they don't, they know you're infiltrating a place. We give you no weapons. We give you no spy shit. Right. We just, you send in and whatever you can find, good luck. Right? Yeah. Like dressed what? in street clothes, usually like, mm -hmm. just like the whole deal is like, you are not showing up to your job prepared to, to do your job. Yeah, um, It's a spy that has no series. defenses and does not blend in. Right. And why does why does he get no supplies? Like I just feel he doesn't like want them. He's previously <laughs> stated he, he prefers to put yeah. shit together along the way with stuff he finds. He finds it to be he's like a Rolling Stone gathers no moss kind of guy. Right. Yeah. And it made me ask, like, is this a detective show or is this a science show? Like, is right. it like a right. Mr. Yeah. Wizard? Because the science seems <laughs> to be really important. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It is every single episode has to feature some kind of sciencey thing. I actually prefer it when they do that and when he's actually creating like elixirs and stuff. You know, there are some episodes where he's literally just doing like plumbing and mechanical work. And I'm just like, this is not interesting to me. Um, and and I, so this was a good episode to catch because he's actually doing sciencey stuff, but it's <laughs> yeah. like such a touchstone that he refuses to use weapons except for bombs for some reason, which are okay. Mm -hmm. And um, it has to be with found materials. Like he right. will not carry in, carry out. Yeah, yeah. What kind of boss lets their employee <laughs> go somewhere with nothing? You know what I mean? Like Rachel, like, he gets results. That's why they let him do well, it. His boss, Pete Thornton, uh, is famously the worst character on He's this show. So it's yeah. not uh, a surprise to me in any way that uh, he hasn't prepared his staff for yeah. danger. 
Uh, I have a question. Yeah. Um, have have do you guys know the character Diana? Has she appeared before? Or Absolutely is that just... not. No, okay. no she just way. showed up. We have really? no background on her at all. <laughs> oh, we just assumed we're like this must be his ex-wife yeah. or like yeah. something yeah. that we've missed. Oh, yeah. you mean because he said uh, the first thing he says to her was when she says it's been a long time. He says not long enough. Like, we're supposed to have any clue yeah. what that means wow that's amazing macgyver and pete uh are in every episode everybody else is brand new every time uh, so mm. we're used to getting like oh this is a person with the, he has a history with because that mm-hmm. that's a shorthand for like introducing you to a new character and that happens mm. almost every time the what's what i find interesting about this episode is that they are truly flashing back to there was an episode in season one where he snuck into a psychiatric hospital and broke people out and they're like referencing that episode, but we're like in season two and they're referencing a season one episode as though it were like so long ago. Um, and it's just so it's, it, we don't usually get that. We don't usually get like references to things that we've actually seen. Usually it's references to things we haven't seen as right. a means of, you know, backstory. That so it's is been a weird so one. Yeah. funny. Yeah, and I feel like, well, what's the boss's name? Pete. 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 I love how he the, the show immediately starts out with like the perfect amount of exposition, how he's like, yes. you're going to do this. The reason is this, and this yes. is what's happening. It's and usually then, yeah. Pete giving <laughs> All Pete does in this yeah. show is explain what yeah. is currently happening. Uh, that is it. It really makes you long for like Mission Impossible like where they would just like give you the recording, right? That had everything right. at the beginning oh, and you wouldn't have to watch some give shitty actor some do it. Kind of letter yeah. voiceover, something right. that right. makes sense. <laughs> oh, there is a voiceover. That was the thing I was yeah. like, yeah. when MacGyver is taking 10 minutes in a lab oh my God, so long. to prepare mm-hmm. so all long. his inventions for the rest of the episode, <laughs> yeah. there's a voiceover and I'm like, oh wait, so is this like a frame narrative of like MacGyver, like, recording his like report or something for right. his boss but yeah. no but there's science. just a voiceover i guess it's his inner he thoughts he explains science he's talking but he's to you explains, yeah he's, he's always explaining what it is he's doing i wish that macgyver would write up a report at the end of these episodes right. yeah. like i've never seen this man no. document anything no. that is necessary for would, fucking yeah. national security and i have never seen this guy do paperwork <laughs> There's no yeah. follow-up. It's never like, hey, you blew up that hospital. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. Can we get a report well, on what yeah. happened? <laughs> we um, we <laughs> did an episode on our podcast of Mis- Mr. Wizard for my generation and uh, Bill Nye, the science guy from Sam's generation. And I just like when he was in that lab and he was like, you have to mix the sulfur with the water and then you have to do the... Di-. And I was like, this is more explanation than Mr. Wizard ever right. gave. Right. Like, <laughs> this is a science show. And the strange know. part about that is like, it. they want it to feel like an educational moment, you know, like that, like, oh, they know the kids are watching and they want them to be interested in science and oh, look how, look how cool he makes it. But they don't really want the kids making this shit Right. So they like bomb take ingredients out and they and they misrepresent things intentionally so that kids don't get hurt. Mm. And so it's like a science show, but not it's like this cool guy in the mullet is mixing shit in a beaker. Why don't you go ask your science teacher about that? You know, <laughs> totally. <laughs> uh, I love that. I also love that he was he was literally in that 
lab for like 10 minutes and you never were worried he was going to be interrupted or caught. <laughs> just no, like, and <laughs> Sam made such a good point, which was like the last thing he did was put on the disguise of the doctor. Thank you. Coat. Yes, and please. And Sam was like, why didn't he put that on first? Right. <laughs> in case somebody comes in. Yeah, it made sense. Yeah. I, the thing I noticed about that moment was that he put the, ja- he put the lab coat on over his giant coat and then walked out and then we never saw that coat on that bulky coat underneath the doctor's jacket again it was like very trim obviously he wasn't wearing the coat in free in pre in like subsequent takes and then later when he took the coat off he has his giant bulky coat on again i'm like where did the coat this magic disappearing overcoat uh anyway stupid but um yeah any uh, did you have any like low-hanging things annie you wanted to talk about I mean, I hate to skip forward, but I just, uh, the elephant that was eating grass in the background (laughs) during their poignant conversation was really the standout star of this episode for me. Um, You know, they had to cut around takes where that elephant took a big shit. And it's just the elephant just absolutely (laughs) pigging out on some grass. And I just like... The way that she unnecessarily brings up her ex, um, mm-hmm. just that whole scene did not need to happen. Um, and then she refers to him as, I believe it was Sweet David. Sweet David. Um, and times. that is not going to uh, leave my mind. Sweet David, the KGB uh, agent that I had to kill. Yeah, I liked exactly. it. I liked that she had a backstory and that she had to kill her lover and stuff. I thought that was a gave her some backstory but yeah but the rhinoceros and the elephant explain why she was vaguely rude to him like i just right, don't right. I, I it didn't feel relevant i guess right, right right well yeah it was foreshadowing for a moment that was going to happen like 90 seconds later right, <laughs> right. of like the lovers <laughs> exactly. shooting each other right. yeah but it was so weird we were like why are they having this casual conversation with an elephant when like they're supposed to be kind of like on a stakeout situation, right. like I just yeah. felt like a very like, volatile attention. moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 I mean, they literally the the situation was fraught enough for them to supply their guy with a bulletproof vest because they right. were pretty right. sure that some shit was going to go down. And they're like, let's talk about that stuff that happened years <laughs> ago. Yeah, I love it. And the bulletproof vest, you know, that's always a good always a good thing. I looked it up. I was like, oh, this was. Two years before Back to the Future 2 did it. So <laughs> um, that was a good fake out, though. I was did kind of yeah. like there that. were a couple of um, good fake outs. Like I, I thought yeah. I will list a couple of them that I noticed. Mm-hmm. I thought the act break was good when they broke him out and he was like, I have to go back. My my, my wife, my wife. And then I thought the next thing where they they uh, they broke into the apartment and stole his wife and, and they found Diana on the ground. I completely started thinking that, oh, Diane, Diana's somehow involved in all this. Right. Because right? we know she's yeah. lied in the past. She said they just came in. I didn't see him and we're like right. you're bullshitting so that was yeah. a nice misdirect i thought uh yeah, yeah they, there was a little bit of decent writing in this one for one, <laughs> once yeah. I thought. yeah for sure i do have like a major plot question though which is like <laughs> if the whole thing was that like his wife was gonna kill him because she was a spy why they have to like kidnap couldn't she just kill him in know. their own country and <laughs> yes. call it a day and like yeah. i mean if she was right. a little better at her job this whole episode didn't <laughs> need to happen right like she could have right. just gotten this done earlier i mean in her own words it was an assignment (laughs) um she was the worst actor i have ever seen on this show um that is saying a lot i am always pleased when i look up someone who's a terrible actor and i find that they never acted again (laughs) (laughs) that is the case with this one yeah she has one credit and it's this your strengths are i'm sure she's a wonderful she was like i hated this i never (laughs) wanted it again i hope she had a long and fulfilling life doing something 
something else. Yeah, she bakes bread. Yeah. Um, I, my so. low-hanging fruit was, uh, I mean, we are used to this being a, an American exceptionalism show, but this one in particular was real USA mm. friendly. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know right from the get the bad guys are the bad commies and the good mm -hmm. guys are the USA guys. And you can stay in MacGyver's freedom apartment. Um, <laughs> freedom and, uh, apartment. <laughs> this line where the defector says it was wonderful. So quick. And your lawyer says we can stay in USA with no problems. I was yeah. Like, yeah. Wow. This is some real propaganda. That's exactly how it works. Yeah, it is. Uh, that's, that's what happens. We, we welcome you with open arms. Um, I was just thinking like, we're already flashing back to things that happened in season one in season two. Is the audience clambering for more psych ward stories? <laughs> like it would seem that you would have new ideas for new locales to set these stories, but right. they were like, let's use the hospital again too. We've got that location for another <laughs> yeah, week. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's, that's a budget choice. Yeah. 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 Oh, this cab driver character. We got to talk about Groove. What do we think about this guy? He was a ball. I couldn't tell if he <laughs> knew that they were fake married. It kind of seemed like he did right. know that they were yeah, fake yeah. married. He yeah, was like, I in think so. on it. He was in on it. Yeah, yeah that yeah. seems like dangerous to let just some random cab driver in on that part of the plan. True. Right. Actually, yeah, not a good idea. Because their whole deal was they had to pretend to be on a honeymoon for reasons that are really not clear. Like they right. could have been any other associates. <laughs> um, <laughs> but if you're gonna, to if that's kiss. gonna be your cover, it should be your cover with the cab drivers too. Like, yeah, exactly. Right. It yeah. should be consistent. I will say that their little picnic scene, I was <laughs> laughing my ass off because that blood, that fake blood that so he bad. chose oh. to spread on his mouth. <laughs> Like it, lo it looked like an it. eighth grade play. I, yeah. Like not yeah. even <laughs> stage makeup. Right. Not his forte. I don't. I don't need the person who's so good at creating like crazy inventions out of nothing to show me how to make fake blood. It's just ketchup. <laughs> like we've been doing this yeah. for years. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. He mixed it with red wine. He did. Okay, yeah. let's. Okay. Yeah, hey, you got to get the right viscosity. And I was just like, you're wasting the alcohol. <laughs> like, what yeah. are you doing? <laughs> um, yeah, so much B-roll of foreign exteriors. That was a fun. <laughs> so much, so much uh, clearly. Uh, I, I mean, one of the things I really, uh, w really bugged me about this was like, this is a tale as old as time, right? Like a guy and a girl get trapped in a situation where they hate each other. And then by the end, they like each other. And, but it's not a thing we see with MacGyver. He is like famously kind to people. He famously mm. cuts people breaks. He trusts people like that's his whole thing. And for him to be like snotty and rude and mean to someone really felt out of character. And it was like, mm -hmm. it, and it, I liked the fact that it gave him a little more energy in his performance because he's typically such a bore, but it was, it was not, it didn't feel in character for him to be pissed off at her for the whole first act, you know? Uh, Oh, interesting. Yeah, because you said something at the end, Sam, when it was like, in the beginning, she's just like, screw everybody. I'm a bad guy. I don't yeah. care. And he's like, be kind. And then at the end, when we get to watch the elephant um, <laughs> during that conversation, they're like roles kind of switched or something. Yeah. yeah. You're the one you pointed it out. But yeah, I think it was like something about like family or something where like yeah. someone they, you love so MacGyver much. MacGyver just said this to you and then they just... Yeah. Flipped on the other side of the conversation for some reason. Yes. And I I felt like his reasons for hating her so much um, did not really check out at the beginning. I mean, really, the basis was what? Because she's not in it for the love of the game. She's yeah. just yeah. in it for the money. She I had to have like, fucked him over somehow, right? Not, you know. Yeah. I thought it was an ex-wife. Yeah. I literally, yeah. I, I thought it was his ex-wife. That yeah. was like, oh, they're making him work with his ex-wife. That's yeah. what I thought right, it was. Right, right. 
Uh, but she she did. Ha- I loved the uh, the uh, the three musketeers pantsuit she was wearing on the op. I thought that was very fun. I loved Wait, all of her all looks, of her costumes honestly. were great. I, her I was shoulder pads. Yeah, at yes. the zoo, that whole like yeah b- oversized blazer with the shoulder pads, very cool. And yeah. I liked her picnic look of the like boots that were not any like sensible height yeah. like it was just yeah. like they were above <laughs> the knee i was like where are you going these boots? <laughs> she was surprisingly good she's been in a ton of stuff uh like and all the all the cool shit from the 80s she was in dynasty love boat young and the restless days of our lives melrose place like her imdb oh, wow. credits are fun i wonder <laughs> was she like a known person and that's why they put her in this episode was i she doubt a name? it <laughs> probably a network person yeah, yeah. i mean sounds it, like yeah. she was yeah they have a lot of guest um, appearances that are just like kind of TV regular folks, like yeah. folks you've seen in walk-ons on you name it. Um, they're also going to wind up on MacGyver. Yeah. Probably yeah, a Tom circuit. Selleck at some point. <laughs> I doubt it. I feel like Tom Selleck might be too big for this show. For sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of character actors who like do guest roles on, on uh, you know, uh, Night Rider and Star Trek and all those um, that end up in, the, in one episode of this and never, never again. Um, <laughs> I think it's funny that MacGyver remembers the lunch schedule of a hospital he was in a year ago. Oh my goodness! <laughs> uh, he's had a lot of adventures since then. He has a pretty good memory. Yeah, and also like if he they, if he knows the hospital, that means he knows the security layout. Again, mm-hmm. he likes to go in completely unprepared. Sure. Like, why did we need to have the like? ketchup blood thing to get into the hospital you didn't have a plan before that moment she's showing you the blueprints why yeah. why, why? Yeah. Is she- if she has the blueprints why do we need the guy who's been there before right. um, also when he does the fake blood thing and it works i'm like oh yeah. good yeah that's how you get into the hospital you're faking an injury and as soon as they get through the gate he takes it off and he's like now i'm going to impersonate a doctor i was like yeah. wait we had a good lie going yeah right you were yeah, in the you hospital. already have yeah. plausibility to be there so yeah. why are you changing character i guess because he needed into the lab but yeah, I right so. i mean right. clearly security was not uh tight right, so. right. yeah oh, there was man. something in the beginning of the show too that I, w- I wanted to ask you guys if this is very classic macgyver which is that they say his name over <laughs> and over and over that again. is correct yeah they're just like macgyver this macgyver yeah. i don't know macgyver <laughs> his, yes. i i swear to god there has to be a contract for how many times his name has to be said <laughs> per episode because yeah. it is so egregious um Particularly if it's like a lady guest star, um, mm-hmm. she will just scream his name uh, twice a minute. Not to mention Pete. I mean, he says it all the time because he's so yeah. much so dense that every time MacGyver does something, he's constantly being like, MacGyver, 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 what are you doing? You know, he's it's just, very strange. And yeah. And that that to me is where MacGruber came from. Like, because to right. me, MacGruber sure. is just someone going MacGruber, MacGruber. Yeah, yeah, right. And right. then blowing something up. My favorite scene in MacGruber was that end with the missile and everything where they kind of go into that campy thing where they're like, mm-hmm. got that French MacGruber. And he's like, great yeah. job. You know, it's very over the top <laughs> yeah. fun. Yeah, that's yeah. straight from MacGyver. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Does MacGyver have a first MacGyver's not his first name, right? What's oh. his first name? So his first right. name um, at this point in the show is not revealed. They don't reveal it until like later on in yes. the series. I don't think Ooh. they thought of one until like the last <laughs> season. I what? honestly don't. Is it Cosmo? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah, the Kramer did that too, didn't they? It's yeah. 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 But I think that's what they do. They, they, you know, the whole like intrigue was like, no one ever calls him by his first name. He's embarrassed of his first name. Doesn't want to be called his first name. But the whole thing, 
thing was, I don't think the writers had any idea what his first name was. And then they decided for Sweeps Week in like season eight, they were like, we should reveal, reveal his name. So, oh my gosh. And what now it? it's yeah. canon. It's, An- it's Angus. Angus MacGyver. Yeah, yes. which in the 90s was like the nerdiest name they could come up with, I think, or right. the most yeah. uh, unattractive one. Why are we like anti-Scottish in the 90s? Is that cause that's I don't like- know. You know, the pilot, his name was Stace. Stace MacGyver. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Which they that never makes cooler. To. Yeah. yeah. What do we think about for a moment? I thought you were putting the moves on me. <laughs> this oh, thing in the car, yeah. the reach around in the car. So gross. Yeah. I was so uncomfortable. Yeah. He did not need to manipulate the car in the way nope. he did that. No. <laughs> well, no, he did not. I wrote down, I made a list of MacGyver, like MacGyver MacGyver moves. Yeah. Yeah. Like the catch up, the this, that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, for that one, I just wrote like, he hit a car wheel, so the car starts? What did he do? He didn't do anything. He, did he just unclear. truly nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he like yeah. he hit something down below and then the car started. And, and then she learned she that did the later. same thing. Oh yeah. my gosh, the face what? she makes when she goes like <laughs> MacGyver was right about the hit in the car thing. <laughs> so close. But what are the chances that hitting underneath the steering wheel for this van will work the same as it did with the car? Oh, oh my classic. god. The thing I did like when she was sitting in the car is we got to see that she was wearing a Rolex, which I thought was a nice touch. Mm. I was like, that's an eighties mm. move to say like she cares about money, she better be wearing a Rolex. And oh, then the oh, other right. thing I thought was a nice detail that I was this was way past the consistency we usually see with this show is that MacGyver when he was in the he was like in the lab and stuff doing the work he was wearing a wedding ring and I was like oh right because he's undercover as a that is a detail that I was very impressed with when it comes to this show <laughs> I look I looked for that like the moment I heard that they were going to be honeymoon yeah, undercover the yeah. <laughs> when they were in the cab I noticed the ring yeah. I couldn't see if she had did mm. she have one? I didn't notice, but uh, I noticed but he had one. That yeah. was impressive to me because uh, <laughs> I would not expect that of them. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm looking at my list here. Oh, I just like the zoo thing. So funny. But like the moment when I was like, gee, I wonder if he's going to end up using these plastic tube toys oh, they keep oh, showing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the way that he uses it is insane. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I how was, difficult would that be so it can cut through the thing you know what i mean like it doesn't like oh knife got stuck in a plastic tube game over <laughs> i thought like you can wrap it around the guy's hand and disarm him but to uh, to exactly like put the hole over the knife and have the stab i mean he was stabbing lunging with the knife and he managed to like <laughs> put this one inch tube in the exact location it needed to be to like sheath the knife it was so that insane was amazing. to me amazing yeah. that was amazing it literally needed a, a yeah. like sound effect because yeah. it was so silly but yeah sam and i like saw those tubes as i'm sure yeah. you guys did too and we're like how are they how are we going to use them how are we going to use them and I, yeah you thought like oh he's going to strangle him with it or something yeah, yeah. like it was just and then yeah what a weird choice so funny uh, mm-hmm. I, I usually take uh, a few notes about lines I liked. Um, which would you rather save, MacGyver, your pride or a man's life? Wow. I wrote that down good, as well. Good lines. Mm-hmm. Of course, <laughs> we have to talk about this. Where'd you learn how to speak Czech? Correspondence school. Like the checks in the mail? <laughs> this is some good comedy writing, guys, right? Whoa. I think I need... I, I, I don't even. That. What? I, I don't yeah. even... 
What? Do you guys remember <laughs> the concept of correspondence school where you would like send away for materials through the mail and learn a language? Yes, it was like the original online yeah. classes. Like you just yeah, you get like do a packet of shit work at home and mail it back in. Right. Oh right. You have like God. homework and you have to mail it in by a certain it was like n- the old Netflix where you mailed DVDs back and forth. Whoa. I'm learning yeah. so right? much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was correspondence school. So she, he he's surprised by the fact that she learned Czech and he, she says she learned it through correspondence school. And he said, oh, like the checks in the mail. Get it? Czechoslovakia wow. checks in the mail. That's good. Very okay. clever. Uh, I hate well, myself and then I was like, that. if she speaks the language, why is she waiting in the car and he's going into the hospital. I, I, I know it's because he knows the like the layout. layout. But she has the blueprint. Right. Know. Yeah, no, she he was not yeah. needed. Like no. she could have just done this solo, I feel. If she had, she wouldn't have learned her lesson about money though and people. Um <laughs> why did they rot why did they steal what what did the bad guys have against humanitarianism? Right. Right. <laughs> I don't know. They're just bad they're guys. going to great lengths to like end this humanitarian organization. I feel like it's a lot for them to like come down to the LA Zoo and <laughs> like. Oh, and they got there immediately. Yeah. Like in a time travel situation, right? Like yes. they they get they're they're in Czechoslovakia, they're suddenly back home, and then everyone's there. That yeah, made no right. sense to me. Well, it's yeah. because Czechoslovakia, I don't know if you know this, is actually Los Angeles. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they didn't actually go there. Um, when they are making plans to go to the zoo, so when she gets, quote unquote, kidnapped, and she's talking over the phone to prove that, like, prove she's been kidnapped and all that stuff, and the husband is talking to her and stuff, they literally put down the phone. Uh, the guy says, be at the zoo in one hour, puts down the phone, and he's screaming into the phone, let me talk to my wife. And it's like he literally just did. And he's <laughs> still asking to talk to his wife. It was uh, obviously an editing problem. Um, they said the city zoo. The zoo. city yeah, I zoo. I was Meet like, oh, yeah, where zoo. are we? Yeah. And then it turns out it's Los Angeles. Yeah. Establishing shot. LA's a city zoo. Um, yeah. I We should probably move on to our final uh, segment in a second, but we like to talk about the MacGyverisms too. And you obviously made a list of those. Um, it was a more considerable list than usual. Um, mm-hmm. It was a lot. I can like run it down really quickly here. That was the, he makes stage blood uh, for himself. He makes a smoke bomb to get into the room. He makes a nitro bomb to get out of the room. He flips the truck over in the road and fakes an injury. Uh, uh, to to t- capture the bad guys. He literally sneaks up behind a bad guy holding a gun and slaps duct tape over his eyeballs. Uh, he electrifies the inside of the entire car they're riding in. So when the bad guys grab it, it will zap them. He deactivates a grenade and then throws it at him to scare them. And he plastic toy tube catches a knife blade. <laughs> uh, that's a lot for one episode. Stick. Well, uh, also, where did he get a grenade? Uh, Did he just have from one? the soldiers? I think that they tied up. I'm assuming. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Got uh, it. I don't know. What do you think of this, Annie? You. This is a lot for, and there was a lot of science. This ones. is a lot. I was pleasantly surprised by this. I feel like this is a lot better than we've seen like Recently. this season in terms of like. <laughs> the the quality of what he's doing like i do did we need two bombs no we could have had one yeah. um but but you, you can know. at least make the case that he does uh need them 
Like yes. in previous things, he'll make a thing that only buys him one second and doesn't matter. Um, but this actually right. gets him, uh, he creates pandemonium, which he needs to break this guy out. Yeah, these actually solved problems that right, existed, right. unlike yeah. <laughs> diversions to buy him two seconds to right. run right. away. Right. <laughs> well, Sam mentioned though that like, so obviously the smoke bomb was helpful, but then the second bomb broke a window? Or like, did it do anything besides break a window? Mm. Couldn't he have just broken a window? Yeah, you yeah, can MacGyver could... a rock to get out of that room. <laughs> yeah, you could See, throw a chair just, to that window. I also yeah. feel like you don't need to make two bombs in an episode in general, especially right. if all you're doing is like creating a ruckus and yeah. you know getting <laughs> and, out. And of the... thank God that that room was on the ground floor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's the room of requirement. It's wherever right, you need it right. to be. The fact that he threw that. What did he throw at it? What did he throw at the bomb? Was it a was it a bedpan or some shit? What did he throw at the bomb to make it explode? Yeah, I forgot. When they were through the window? Yeah. When he, he put the bomb on the yeah, window. He put it on in there and he has to activate it. He's like, a, a rough sneeze will let this thing go off or something. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and then, I don't know. Yeah, and then I think he threw a shoe at it or something. <laughs> I don't yeah, know what it was. No uh, but he, he hits it on the first try. Literally mm-hmm. just the first try from across the room. Um, oh, one other thing I wrote down about this f- hospital is that everyone who works in this hospital looks like an L.A. character actor. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But I th- I did. I enjoyed the MacGyverisms in this episode. They were frequent and they felt fun and s- somewhat necessary. And it was like it was a fun episode for that. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about the score. I yeah. love the 80s synth that kind oh, of goes right. underneath the whole episode. You guys are probably used to that by now. But like <laughs> Sam is, you know, just really being introduced to a lot of 80s pop culture recently <laughs> and like you hear it and you're just like there it is like it's just <laughs> that like yeah fucking music comforting that's... yes it's so bad it's so <laughs> it doesn't reveal any emotion right it's like music <laughs> that has zero it gives you zero context it's yeah. just mm-hmm. synthesizer yeah and it's different yeah. than like there is also still orchestral music in these shows which you often hear before the act break and that is emotional right like that's like right. intend all these strings and it builds up to the act break and stuff but when just characters are just doing shit that yeah, bed of synthesizers is very unemotional stuff. and it's yeah. not like john carpenter scary synthesizer right. where we're supposed to feel like okay there's you know some serious um tension here it's just like walking down the street yeah Yeah. i think we're gonna take a break uh right now and when we return we're gonna find out a little more about our guests and what they're up to these days and we're gonna rank this episode on our super scientific dtmp rating system stick around we'll be right back i'm Lori. And I'm Natalie, and together we are the foremothers of Butt Canyon, a self-sufficient utopia to clean the slate and start again. But we can't let just anyone in. Yeah, like what if you're annoying? So every week we'll interview potential residents to see what they can bring to Butt Canyon. You can listen to Settlers wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh my God, that sounded so official. Nailed it! We're back with our guests, uh, Sam, Rachel, before we get into our final segment, where can people find out what you're up to? Where can they find your podcast? It is a wonderful podcast. Tell people uh, what they need to know. That's so nice. Thank you. Well, it's called Sam and Rachel's Generation Gap Podcast. And uh, <laughs> the Generation Gap was already taken. Uh, <laughs> we just put our names on there. Nice. Sam and Rachel's. Uh, but we're at Sam and Rachel Comedy. 
on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, our podcast is on Spotify, Apple, and all those good spots. And it's so fun. And you guys, I like the fact that you kind of break down two things that are like similar from the two different generations and you talk about it. Uh, you have this in the dark segment in the beginning <laughs> where you talk about what you know before you watch it and then yeah. you watch it and you break it down. It's super fun. I really have enjoyed it. And it seems like a fun thing to be doing in your pandemical <laughs> year. For sure. you, exactly. I'm assuming you're going to keep it going now that things are starting to open up. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're hoping to do a big season too. We always, you know, it's just like everyday life. We'll just be discussing something and then I'll say something like, oh, that reminds me of like the wild thornberries. And I just <laughs> see a pause on Rachel's face and I'm like, yeah. okay, put it on the list. Put it on the list. Oh, we have wow. a Google doc where, and then we'll be like, all right, which one of these can kind of go together Yeah, right, uh, right. for the episode. But yeah, I, I'm glad you shouted out that in the dark set because I really like hearing like Rachel try to name as many Lord of the Rings characters before sure. she watches it or yeah. how many Pokemon there are or yeah. stuff like that. So that's, that's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, tell people like, like, give us a couple examples of episodes you've had because it's fun, like it's fun pairing them too, like the two yeah. different things. Yeah. yeah. I, I think the one uh, that Rachel mentioned before was Mr. Wizard and Bill Nye and that one right. felt mm-hmm. like the most like, oh, that's clear. That's so yeah, easy right. to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. We you just find like a Lord one-to-one of... analogy. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. and sometimes we really fail. Uh, <laughs> so we've done Lord of the Rings meets Never Ending Story. Yeah. We've done uh, Cabbage Patch Kids meets Beanie Babies. Mm. Um, but then we also had one that was just like space balls meets space jam, you know, and they <laughs> really, and whenever we have one that doesn't really quite connect, it actually is a really fun challenge to find the intersection. Sure. Like we mm. did an episode that was um, from my generation, Karate Kid and from Sam's generation was uh, Free Willy. And then we realized that Wait, why did we pair these together? It was a mistake. We meant to pair it with something <laughs> Air else. Bud. Yeah. It was going to be Karate Kid and Air Bud. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah. I just find, read the d- Google Doc wrong. But you find <laughs> the synchronicity between... Because sure. yeah. they're movies that are made for the same aged child, but just, right. you know, right. 12 years later. Right. And so right. it's kind of fun to figure that out. Yeah. I honestly miss those movies too. I miss the ones that like, like it does feel like anyone between the ages of eight and 12 right now are just being fed three, 3d animation stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And like those, like those sort of lo- like medium budget, uh, family friendly kind of action comedy pictures that they, they, they don't make that genre anymore. Yeah. Really. And I also think part of it is that like you can customize your viewing so much as like a kid now that like, it's really rare that right. you're going to have like a huge cultural touchstone that everybody has seen. Like right. they, they still exist. Mm. Like there's still like a big movie every year, but not the way that when, you know, we were growing up in the eighties and nineties, like, yeah, yeah we all saw free Willy. We all saw well, that because, because we all had the same just, like yeah. 30 DVDs or VHSs right. in our local yeah. video store. Right. And that right. was what you had to choose from. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fun. I mean, like there's a lot of pop culture podcasts and I feel like the reason that we, you know, we, we are a married couple with a 12 year age difference. So we wanted to kind of explore the comedy of our age difference. And we chose pop culture as like a medium to explore it to. And that also adds like a fun element for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's more more fun fun than like physical ailments. Right. I was going to say that. (laughs) Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, that would be rough. Yeah. The aging dif- difference. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the aging problem. <laughs> uh, I mean, you could keep the title the same. Um, uh, well, that's great. I encourage everybody to listen to your podcast. I think it's great. Uh, we're going to move on to our final segment here. It's called It's Classified. We are on a mission to figure out what the best episode of MacGyver is. So to that end, we are going to rate this episode. Yeah. So we have kind of a little rapid fire game here and we're going to uh, rate a couple of different categories. Uh, we have to break things in half because we have two of you and you have to count for one person uh, because normally we have one person here. So uh, this category here is usually a one to 10. We're going to give each of you a one to five to rate it on. Uh, so five being the best, one being the worst. How would you rate how exciting this episode was, Sam and Rachel? I'm going to say a four. A lot of things happen, okay. and there's a couple false endings. There's uh-huh. two bombs. I think this one's pretty exciting. I'm going <laughs> to yeah. give it a four. I love yeah. a switcheroo ending. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. going to give it a four as well. A four as well. Yeah. I mean, you did have that ending with the freeze frame, and then we had a whole <laughs> denouement after that. So. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah. was yeah. Sam was like, oh, is that the freeze frame? Oh, nope. They're still nope. going. Yep. <laughs> right. Nope. We'll get, don't, don't worry. We'll have 50 freeze frames over the credits. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> good. Um, what about you, Annie? You get one to 10 because you are okay. One so, one to 10, how exciting! I have to say, I was excited. I felt like, especially the fake out with the bulletproof vest, I yeah. thought that was, was pretty exciting. And the reveal, you know, that she was KGB, like that's that's pretty good for yeah. MacGyver. So, yeah. eight, eight, yeah, that's pretty wow. high for you. I think I would uh, agree with eight, I think, and that's actually. That's eight across the board because four and four is eight. So here we go. It was interesting to me that they don't, it's the season finale, but it's nothing like a season finale is these days. You know, Mm -hmm. they're not leaving things open for next season or anything like that. It's just like, let's just throw everything at this one. Make sure it's got a nice fast pace. Well, we were just uh, discussing this last week where, you know, a a lot of times they'll try to set up what the next season is going to be like um, or leave you on some kind of cliffhanger. Yeah. I wonder, though, is that like, did that happen in the 80s or did that come along later? You know, like, I don't remember. I don't think with this type of show, which was like a just a very, you know, we do one of these a week, 22 times and then we're done. Yeah, unless unless Diane comes back as like, <laughs> you know, well, we got to see. I always hold out hope that some of these like characters <laughs> will come back and they just so, never do. That no. doesn't mean this actress won't be back, um, yeah, but she will character. be playing a different character. <laughs> yeah, that happens too. <laughs> oh, I hope we see the cab driver uh, actor as right, well. Right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have needed a cliffhanger at nine years old to be beside myself with excitement that MacGyver was premiering again in the fall. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I didn't need anything. Um, how well crafted was this episode on a scale of one to five? This is writing, editing, acting, directing, everything that it takes to make a television show. What do you guys think? Um, <laughs> it's not as good as it was exciting. Yeah, um, right. True. I'm knowing my score is going to be combined with Rachel's here. Yeah. I'm going to give it a two. Yeah. On gotcha. terms of its overall thing, it's not the worst, yep. but the exposition it's pretty heavy. Yeah. <laughs> my, by the way, my favorite exposition is at the end of the movie when they go. I just got an anonymous donation. It was $200,000. And now we are saved forever. I'll never know the name of the anonymous donor. (laughs) Oh, Um, God. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give it a three. Yeah. Was this his bonus? Was that established? I get. 
I guess anything extra is just extra for him. That's what he says. Mm. I, just how much money does he have? Like, I, I just know. don't understand what his financial situation I, is. Like, he's got yeah. this great apartment. Very but nice. He doesn't care about money. I, I don't think there's generational wealth happening because we've right. met his grandfather. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. like, I don't think there's, I think you know, the Phoenix like, Foundation just puts thing. money in his account. I think that's all it is. Yeah. And like, you know, those friends that like, there's something wrong with their car, but instead of get it fixed, they just like fix it with duct tape. That <laughs> saves them a lot of right, money. Right, and right. that is MacGyver. Some people cut know? back on their lattes and other people, yeah, fix their own Jeep <laughs> with their rubber band. Uh, <laughs> uh, what about you, Annie? One to 10. How well made was this? I mean, it wasn't uh, very <laughs> well made. Uh, I have been clear that none of these episodes are, but I sure. do think that um, the plot moved a little bit um more gracefully than other episodes we've seen um and also like the suspense kind of built and it's um and i also thought the well that's a different category but i thought that like there were um elements of of good television yeah in here right um so i'm gonna say four <laughs> four I love that's the pull quote. Annie Russell says elements of good television in this one. <laughs> yeah. And are we is, is your scale generally on a MacGyver scale or television in general? Scale, I mean, you know, it's supposed to be in general, but like I have become so steeped in MacGyver at this right. point that it's really hard for me to judge it like against the Sopranos because yeah, I'm yeah. like knowing that you know, these guys are doing their best every week, you know? <laughs> yeah. Often I think Annie and I are judging based on past MacGyver episodes and our yeah. guests are judging based on whatever they felt when they watched it, you know, yeah, exactly. which could be compared to more modern stuff. Uh, I'll give it a five. Uh, I think there was some good stuff. I liked the, I liked Diana. I thought she, she had like yeah. a real, uh, she had more charisma than most of the guest stars we see on the show. Um, how innovative was this? Now, typically we do this category on a one to five, which means you both get two and a half points to score it with, which is stupid. I know. Um, but on a scale of one to two and a half, how innovative were the MacGyverisms in this episode? I'm going full in two and a half two and all and the half. way. All I right. thought the way he hit that car wheel um, no, I'm just kidding. I I, I loved all of his inventions. I th I thought the, my favorite one was the one where he attached the wire to the car to sh to electrically mm -hmm. shock the officers. That was awesome. Yeah, I'm going Sam's all shaking in. his head. <laughs> yeah, that one's crazy. Um, but I will say, going back to the end, we all saw those rubber tubes and we're like, uh oh, <laughs> those plastic tubes. And I was genuinely surprised by the way they were implemented. Yeah. So I think I'm going with Rachel. I'm going two and a half. Yeah. Wow. Uh, twirly, you could, twirly. You could easily have ended that sentence with, and that's why I'm giving it a zero. Uh, yeah, yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah. You really took us for a roller coaster ride yeah. there, babe. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Annie? One to five. I mean, this was good on MacGyverisms. Yeah, I don't have that many big qualms except for the car thing and the way that he forced her to lean into his body for that. <laughs> right, right. And only for that, I'm docking it a point. So that's going to be a four. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, get that arm right around. Um, yeah, okay. I'll give it a four and a half, I think. Um, I think it's pretty close to uh, the best that we get in terms of season two anyway, in terms mm -hmm. of uh, MacGyverisms. Um, 
uh, our last category in this uh, section here is 80s cool factor. And again, oh. we do this on, <laughs> on a scale of one to five, which means you only have two and a half maximum points to award it. Uh, but uh, how, how cool mm -hmm. is this as it compares to other 80s cool shit with cars and babes and synths and stuff well i, I mean we we feel as sam and i as, as since i'm a child of the 80s and he is not yeah. feel differently about what cool means <laughs> as it right. uh, pertains to the 80s right. i'm gonna give um a point for all the pleated pants that he wore <laughs> i'm gonna give a point for the mullet that he wears proudly and i'm gonna give a half a point for her amazing shoulder yeah. pads i'm going two and a half Okay, gotcha. This is so hard for me because <laughs> literally my brain has been programmed to look at shoulder pads and mullets and yeah. synthesizers mm -hmm. and think that they are inherently uncool. Right. That right. is the way my brain was programmed. Well, if you could just in your brain supplant those things with Tamagotchis, that would like maybe that would give you a better sense. Yeah. I I guess I will give it a a, a point five. <laughs> I think. Wow. I give it a point five. the synth, babe? Great. Great. Synth was bad, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Annie. What do you think? I feel like, I don't know. I mean, I always feel like the American exceptionalism thing is so 80s. Sure. Like this Cold War height of uh, the like <laughs> Russia is evil. Like mm -hmm. that is the most 80s thing to me. Um, and I loved her look. Um, I just, <laughs> I thought she was like the classic kind of eighties lady. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say we're going to go 3.5 out of five. Nice. Great. Nice. Yeah. 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 I'm inclined to there. Whenever we see something with a lot of 80s shit in it, we're like, but it's, it only gets to the maximum points if it's like on the Santa Monica pier and there's <laughs> like fucking fast cars everywhere and shit. And the fact that yeah. when they go to like some foreign country and they depict everybody in that foreign country as like driving shitty breaking down cars and farm vehicles and stuff. It doesn't mm -hmm. feel as eighties cool to me, right, but right. then you end it at the fucking LA zoo, which is like <laughs> the coolest possible place. Um, <laughs> like that feels very eighties cool to me because everyone is I've dressed been to the LA zoo. It's not, well, the you coolest. look, you look at the extras, <laughs> like look at the background extras in that zoo. Like it, that is an eighties like yes. tableau that right elephant. in front of you. That <laughs> Out of central casting, that yes. elephant. Um, I mean, the girl's got a fucking Rolex watch on. Like, there's quite a bit of eighty stuff in this, so I think it's close. I'm gonna give it a four and a half. I think it's pretty close. Nice. There are a couple of bonus categories here, and these are just yes or no questions. He gets extra points uh, if the answer is yes. Does he help out? Does MacGyver help out an old friend in this episode? And Pete doesn't count. Um, I don't know. No, yes. she was his enemy. Like, oh, he's been assigned to her. Also, like, I'm he does know no. her. And know. it's not her. It's not her fight, right? They're breaking somebody else out, so he's not I really. Mean, he aiding didn't know Anton, else. right? Right, which is right. yeah. Which so I don't think Anton is that the cab driver, the humanitarian, oh. <laughs> humanity, humanity. Dot org. Humanity. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. What is he going to do with that two hundred and twenty thousand dollar donation he got at the end? I don't know. Um, Whatever he wants. Something I don't know good. He's live in America forever because they're just handing out green cards. Right. Yeah, he helps out a lot of new friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, is MacGyver detained against his will at some point in this episode? I don't think so is he i would count being in the car at gunpoint probably what do you think Annie? yeah, yeah i'll give him points for that yeah. also he has to do this assignment that. with diana and there's like True. some <laughs> part of him that's very unwilling to yeah do that. he is emotionally, emotionally detained, detained. Yeah. that's yeah. true <laughs> 
<laughs> totally. Uh, well, so we'll give him the five points for being detained against his will. Um, uh, the, the next question is, if yes, does his escape from that situation involve duct tape, paperclip, or a Swiss Army knife? Any one of those things. Uh, so, like, when he's in the car and he's rigged that electrical system, we don't see him rig that electrical system. So we don't know... Is it duct taped to the ceiling? Has he used we a Swiss Army knife? We do see it duct taped to the ceiling. I think it, we really? see a wire that's duct taped. I'll take your word for it. Should he, yeah. should he get the extra points for it? What do we think? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, he gets two extra points for using duct tape to get out of the situation <laughs> that he has been detained in. Uh, amazing. All right, that concludes It's Classified. It's time to reveal the results. Uh, out of a total possible 100 points, this episode receives... 69 and a half points, making wow. it the fourth best episode of season two. Wow. wow. Right? Right, guys? <laughs> I think that's too low. I think it's really? better than what well, are, it's what are, what's above certainly it right better now? than the one above it, which you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> it's the wish child. Oh, no. Which should really be at the bottom. Um, yeah. Number two is Out in the Cold, which I believe is the Ski Mountain one, right? Am Absolutely right? not. Okay. Uh, and the number one is still Phoenix Under Siege, which I would argue is probably one of yeah, the best ones of the, good. Uh, okay. of the season. Pretty good. Okay. We should so, watch that, I guess. You know, Annie and I, last season, when we got to the end, we did a bonus episode where we broke down uh, the numbers as we saw them. <laughs> And sort of rescored them based on our own opinions, and we'll probably do that again. Um, but for for now, uh, for lover money is number four. So uh, thank you both for being here, Sam and Rachel. <laughs> uh, any parting thoughts? Anything you want to say before we get going? All of that. Yeah, I want to thank you guys so much for having <laughs> us uh, and exposing me to MacGyver. And I guess if I had any final thoughts, it's it was an assignment. <laughs> it was an assignment. <laughs> uh, What's more important, your pride <laughs> or your life? Um, oh. Yeah, I thought it was a blast, and I had and I will say that I I was uh trepidatious is that the word uh, sure. i don't know about watching it because i did try to watch a macgyver like a few years ago and it was so bad i couldn't yeah. get mm -hmm. through the first few minutes same but this one was great and i thought it was so fun and now i'm like should we go back and like watch a bunch of macgyver so i now, appreciate annie it. and i could give you a half a dozen to watch yeah. <laughs> if you're looking yeah. for the I think better this ones this is really episode to episode you're going to want to select uh yeah. the highlights yeah. um your average episode that you're going to pop into is going to mm -hmm. be excruciating um and so <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. god yeah you'll have to provide the list but um thank yeah. you guys so much for having us yeah. totally yeah 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 all right that's it for this week thanks for listening everybody to this episode and all the episodes of season two we're gonna do one more episode where we break down all the fun numbers uh of season two and argue about uh, where they belong in the scoring uh we would love to hear from you at themacgyverpod at gmail.com stay tuned to our socials to find out what we're going to do next because as we mentioned we don't quite know um we're going to pause the patreon for the little summer break we're taking uh we love you all thank you so much take care everybody and remember in the immortal words of our buddy mac friends, friends of the adventures, adventures of life. life good night everybody <laughs> <laughs>